Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches. I'm Maria, and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years. And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources. Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work. And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun. Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too. Without giving in to the productivity hustle. So let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Making Work Fun podcast. Um, So today we're talking about something that I think most of us have struggled with at one point or another, or have like come across this situation, which is basically navigating unplanned work interruptions when you have time off, whether that's like the weekend or your evenings or a vacation or like any other time that you've decided to take off, but like work comes up during that time. And so we're going to talk about both, you know, some practical things you could be doing, but more importantly, the way I was thinking about this is how do we handle like the emotional impact of that and like all the thoughts that come up when that thing happens. So I came up with this topic today because I was literally talking to a client a few hours ago about this and she needed some coaching around exactly this situation. Like she had gone on vacation and early on in the vacation, something work-related came up and she was very like upset about it and angry that this thing came up, which is of course a very legitimate reaction and emotion to have, but she wanted to like figure out what was so activating about it. Like why was she quite so angry? Um, And so we worked on that and we were talking about that. And I think where like we were ending up in this discussion is that she doesn't necessarily give herself, first of all, enough time off. And so like the time off that she does give herself feels incredibly special. And then she's like very stressed out when something comes up. Um, And also she just thinks of her work as this like very stressful time. She thinks of time off as lovely, but work is super stressful. So of course, if one bleeds into the other, that's very upsetting. And so she just, yeah, she like needed help unpacking that reaction that she had. Um, So I thought that would be a good topic for us to unpack here on the podcast too. I love that topic. And I think it is relevant because I think so many of us, like you said, the intro Maria have struggled with this because I think what we are maybe encouraged to do is to find work-life balance, but we interpret that as bucketing our time into separate categories. So you have like work time and then you have time off, rest time, family time, whatever, extracurricular time. But I think when we segregate those hours and like divide them Sometimes it negatively impacts us more than positively impacts us because when we have things like this unplanned work that come up during our time off, we have such an intense negative reaction to it because we don't want to do it. It's like, this is the time that I have planned off. I should be able to enjoy this time and not have to think about my work. But in a lot of jobs, there are busy periods of time, there are times 
during the year where sometimes extra work is required and it bleeds into our rest time. And so if as long as we keep this notion that X hours counts as work and X hours counts as rest, I think that we're leading ourselves to maybe have just a dramatic reaction or an intense reaction or to maybe negatively impact us rather than allowing us to, you know, recognize that that happens from time to time, let's do it, move on, and then continue to enjoy whatever it is that we were doing, right? Instead of making that one thing now influence the whole rest of your time off negatively and just throw you, you know, off your schedule, just kind of throw you off your routine, throw you off of however, like you were enjoying that time. Yeah, exactly. And whether you end up actually doing the task or not is kind of even almost irrelevant, right? Like you could choose to, like you said, be like, okay, this is actually makes sense for me to do now. It's time sensitive. I'm the only one who can do it. It's fine. I'll do it. Or you can just decide to say, no, this is my time off. You've known about this. I'm I'm not going to do it. But what's way more important is how are you thinking about either one of those options and how is it impacting you emotionally? So if you have this really, really strong emotional reaction, that just tells you there is something to not, not something has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. It's just something to get curious about. Like what is underneath this? Is it that I think I have thoughts about like how this always happens at this job. And I like this job is like just ruining my, all my free time. Is it about how you're like, actually not getting enough and sufficient rest. And so you're like, this was the very little time I had to rest. And now that's ruined. Like what is going on underneath that is causing the reaction? That for me is like the way more interesting question than should I do the task or not? (laughs) Exactly. And I love that you said that doing the task is almost irrelevant because I think so many of us forget that we have choice in the matter. We often just default to doing the thing because we should, and that's what a good employee or a good person would do, whatever the narrative you have in your brain is about it. But you always have a choice and whether or not you do it is totally irrelevant because you could enjoy not doing it. You could enjoy doing it. You can create a positive experience and emotion for yourself, whatever the circumstance that you choose to fall into is. But I think it's just important to note that there is always a choice there and you may not like the choice. You may not be happy about the choice, but it doesn't mean that there isn't a choice there. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is as we were kind of, as I was listening to you talk, Maria, I used to have this and I, and when we were kind of talking about this kind of before the podcast, it didn't come to mind, but just listening to you debrief a little bit more in one of my jobs that I had like a decade ago, I did not really like my job. It was a really, I would call it a pretty negative work environment. Mm-hmm. And it challenged me in a lot of different ways. And I was like new in my career and just learning and figuring out, you know, what work was like and what I wanted and all those kinds of things. And I remember that I would be so frustrated if my weekends didn't go how I wanted them to go. Or if, for example, example, if someone showed up late, like if a family member, I remember a distinct moment where my brother like showed up late to hang out with me. We're going to run some errands. And I was so mad at him because I'm like, you're wasting my limited time. Like this is my free time. This is the time that I have to not think about (laughs) the shitty job that I don't want to go to on Monday, you know? And I remember being so mad and reactive about that. And I think what was going on for me 
and maybe other people can relate to this, is that I felt really out of control. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was trapped in the situation of this like negative environment, negative job. I felt that there was no way out. I didn't really know what was next for me. And because I didn't have like the experience or the wisdom that kind of comes with more lived experience, I just, it was a lot of uncertainty. And I just felt like I, this was my life now. And I had to just stay in that situation. And so that of course, when I had a weekend and I wanted to go do something fun and that was like delayed or it was thrown off, of course, I'm going to react negatively and have an intense, dramatic emotional experience and response. Yeah. Oh my gosh. First of all, two things. One is that was literally like part of the discussion I had with my client today. Like she had, she used the exact, those exact words. Like I felt trapped (laughs) and I'm like, I feel like I'm trapped. So we worked a a bit on that as well. Like that's of course a piece of the puzzle. If you feel trapped in this work situation, then you also feel like you don't have a choice to say no and you feel like you're stuck and you feel like you don't, like you're going to continue to not have time off and to, you know, all, all of those thoughts that come with that. So that's so interesting that you said that because it was literally her words as well. And I remember like really, it almost is suffocating for you. And then you feel like you only can have fun in these scheduled hours because then you're going to have to go back. It's like right before the Sunday scaries would hit. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the Saturday is the day for fun or the Friday night is the day for fun because you're going to have to get back into an environment you want to go to. And so like, this is what I want to just encourage. If you're a listener who's listening to this and this resonates with you, like it's okay to find a new job and change your job, right? Like some of times the work is looking at your thoughts and your feelings and deciding on purpose what you want to think. But sometimes, and I'm just speaking about this from lived experience, and maybe you don't have to agree with me if you don't agree with me, Maria, but sometimes the answer is being like, yo, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to go find myself a new job. And that can be so empowering, especially if you feel trapped, knowing that you do have a choice to find a new job and that you are capable and able to do that and to remove yourself from a situation you don't want to be in. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. No, I mean, coaching, of course, in coaching, our job is to like look at thoughts and feelings, but never does that mean like you don't get to choose like a different course of action or a different circumstance. <laughs> like yeah, just, you can just, always yeah. choose a different <laughs> circumstance for yourself and then work on your thoughts and feelings. Like you're you're allowed to do the circumstance first and then do the thoughts and feelings work, or vice versa, whatever you choose. Yeah. But that never means like you stay stuck in the same circumstances and only work on your thoughts ever. No. (laughs) And we're not suggesting that you need to like, yeah, clean up the thoughts and figure out, find a way to like your certain circumstance right now before you leave. It's okay to choose to leave and then decide to work on the thoughts because you're going to have to carry some of those thoughts with you for sure. And you're going to have them to look at in the future. And I know that was true for myself. I left the situation things got better for a little bit. And then I had to do some examining and really help like look at my thinking and look at the ways that I was maybe contributing to that negative situation in my own life. But I didn't have to do it in that negative environment. And sometimes it can be really challenging to do, I think, the thought work when you're in that situation. Sometimes it's, especially if your nervous system is really activated and you don't feel safe. And that was something I think that was 
came up for me a lot in that environment. I was really young. I was a woman in a, it was mostly a male dominated industry. Um, I was biracial it, or I am biracial rather. And it's <laughs> talking about myself in the, in the past tense. I'm still here. Um, but it was predominantly a white workforce, right? Like there was just so many things that didn't make, I didn't feel safe to be myself in. And I know for myself, like leaving was really the best thing for me. And then being able to like grow and develop and see the ways that it positively contributed to kind of my learning and growth and the ways that I could have handled situations differently or things that I would have preferred. But sometimes when you're in a bad situation like that and you are really triggered, it can be better to leave and then work on your thinking Mm. and your emotions. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's like a saying in the coaching world that, you know, like learn to love your current circumstance before changing it. And the reasoning behind that is exactly what you just said, which is like, if we don't work on our thoughts and feelings, we're just going to carry them with us from circumstance to circumstance. So there, it makes sense to work on them. But that, that, like you said, that doesn't mean stay stuck in the same circumstances until you've like perfectly cleaned up your thoughts. You're allowed to first change the circumstance and then go work on your thoughts when you feel safer, when you feel better. It's just, it's never like an absolute truth that, you know, the, I think the, where the saying comes from is to combat the conventional wisdom, which is that like, Outside of the coaching world, it's the exact opposite. People think the only way to feel better is to change the circumstance. And in the coaching world, I think sometimes we can go to the other extreme, which is like the only way to feel better is to change your thoughts. And it's sometimes in between. Sometimes you need to change the circumstance, like you said, to feel safer and then work on your thoughts. I I love that framework. I love that too, because I have coached so many people on this exact idea that you're talking about, the love your job, love your circumstance before you leave your circumstance. And so many people use it against themselves Mm -hmm. because what they actually want and desire is to leave the circumstance, to be in a different situation, maybe because they think it's going to make them feel better, but also maybe because they just don't want to be in that situation anymore. And they use that phrase to hold themselves back instead of just deciding to change it and then they can work on the learning and growth in that new situation. Because in reality, the learning and growth is going to be there no matter what. It's like, we're never going to stop learning and growing in our lives. So whether you choose to stay in the circumstance and work on your thinking and work on your emotional development and capacities, cool, you're allowed to do that if you actually want to be in that situation. But you can also choose to leave and work on the thoughts and the feelings that come up in, in leaving Because either way, there is room for you to like expand your thinking, expand your learning, your growth, your self-development, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I think just to sort of bring it back to the original question we posed, which is how do you navigate when unplanned work comes up during your time off? Um, I think the two main things for me from a cognitive and a thought thought work perspective are to ask yourself, what are your thoughts about your work? Like, do you think of your work as this super stressful thing in your life, as this terrible thing you have have to keep going back to? Um, And and I, I would add to that, which I didn't think of that at the beginning of the episode, but you brought up the excellent point that that's also like something to think about of, do I even feel safe in that environment? If I'm perpetually like on edge and feeling terrible, 
is it maybe the best place for me? Or so that's also a very valid question. It's not just what are my thoughts about the job, but like, is this a safe environment for me to be in? Um, so that's one piece of the puzzle. And then the second piece is to see what's happening with your time off, with your ability to rest, to relax. Do you actually feel like you're well rested? Maybe not every second of every day, but on average, like within a week, are you, do you feel well rested or do you feel like you haven't had a chance <clears throat> to properly rest in ages? Like you don't remember the last time you rested because that's also very important. And as we said, like if you, if you're not properly rested, every time off is going to feel so precious and so fragile and you're actually having a much higher likelihood of not enjoying it. I know from personal experience, the more you think of it as very special, <laughs> the less likely you are to enjoy it. Because of course, things come up all the time, whether it's circumstances or even just random thoughts pop into your head all the time. And if you're like, no, but this needs to be perfect, then you get so upset at the random thought that pops up. You're like, go away. This is my special time. And then it becomes a whole thing afterwards. So just examine those two things for yourself. And, you know, if you need support or if you need help with either of those, whether that's, you know, from your manager at work, from a colleague, from your therapist, from your coach, like get support around those two things. And then again, just whether you do the task or not, when something comes up, that's totally up to you. Like what feels supportive in the moment, what feels better for you in the moment, like you get to decide that, but I think it's going to be so much easier to decide that once you clean up those other two things. The one thing that came to mind to me when you were saying, um, talking about how precious your time off is and how you want it to be like perfect when, when those types of thoughts come into play it reminded me of like a few podcasts ago Maria when you said negative emotions are going to happen every day and it like blew my mind (laughs) I was like wait what I love it and whether the negative emotions have to do with work or just your brain having a random meltdown or something being late or your food being burnt or cold or who knows but it's just like Negative emotions are going to happen every single day, whether you're not, whether you're on vacation, whether you're on your perfect ideal vacation or not, whether you're perfectly planned your time off in the most amazing way, there's still going to be something like that that comes up. And so I think just facing that and knowing that that is a reality brings it down a lot and brings down the emotional kind of intensity around it. Mm. I really think that that was just something that came to mind for me when I was listening to you. But the one last point that I kind of wanted to bring up here was also in regard to that time off piece. Like if you're so desperate for holding on to that time off in a way that doesn't feel like a bound, like a healthy boundary. Like sometimes we have healthy boundaries around our time and saying no feels good and resting on the couch or taking a nap or going for a walk or whatever you call rest feels good and like spacious in your body and spacious around your heart. So if that's the case, then that's amazing. You know that that is like healthy perspective of your time. But if it feels like it is graspy and desperate and something that you're holding onto and suffocating and like pressure in your chest, then it that's an indication that you you might want to examine your relationship with your time off a little bit better because in my perspective or just kind of like my thinking if that's how you feel and from my own personal experience is that you're not giving yourself enough time to rest. Mm-hmm. You're either 
not allowing yourself to truly rest during rest time. You're not allowing your brain to disconnect from work or from stressful things during your time off, or you're not doing things that you enjoy. You're just filling your time off with shoulds or things that other people want you to do and not taking time to really fill your own cup and to bring joy and pleasure into your life through rest. And so I would invite you to look at that time. Like if, if a work no email or a piece of work coming up on time off is that upsetting and derails your entire plan to me that indicates like hey what might be a, a way for me to incorporate more off time in my life into my everyday life so that I don't feel like I'm grasping at everything to just hold on to it so there's that part of it. Or maybe it's like, hey, I'm so miserable. I don't like my job that much. I don't want to be there that much. And that's also something to question and know that you can leave, right? There are other options. You can pursue leaving if that might be a better mm-hmm. better fit for you. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I love I love what you said. Like, think of how to incorporate. If, if you feel like the issue for you is you just don't feel sufficiently rested, you don't give yourself some, enough off time, Think of how to incorporate that more. Like you said, like, don't think of it as all after I get everything on my list done, then I give myself an hour at night. What about just incorporating way more of that into your day? And what's some ways in which you can support yourself throughout the day, throughout, you know, whatever, like your schedule is just, just think of it as how, how do I blur those lines a little bit and not have like very distinct work hours and very distinct, um, off hours. Um, and, and like the other thing that I love that you just said about boundaries is I think we sometimes take both that concept and honestly, any concept, we take it to the extreme and we're like, okay, now I'm going to do boundaries very well, especially this happens with perfectionists a lot, right? Like we're like, and now I'm going to be perfect in boundaries, which means like everything that ever comes up, I'm going to say no to it. It's going to be, (laughs) but that of course makes you miserable because you're like, sometimes it makes sense to do the thing. Sometimes you want to do the thing. It's like logically more consistent. And, but then you're beating yourself up. You're like, now I suck at boundaries (laughs) or you know whatever it is. So, we're just like this is a violation of my boundaries. Why? No, like we're so right, and we're like so extreme about. It. There's no way I could do it. Yes. I have this ten minute block that I could do it on this day three weeks from now. Like right, as opposed to being like, let me just check this off my list. It's totally fine right now. Right. I love what you said about checking in with yourself, and that that comes with practice, and that comes with you know getting some help. But checking in with your body, like almost, does it feel expansive? Does it feel aligned? Or does it feel super graspy and tight and stressful? I love that framework that you put together because that, that's your only guideline. There's no specific rules. It's going to yeah. change from task to task. It's going to change from circumstance to circumstance. So really just check in with yourself. Oh, totally. And your body is always speaking to you all the time. It's mm-hmm. just for us to tap in and listen. And the more that you do that, the more you will start to hear those signs and symbols. And just a really short example in my life is for me, like during my periods of rest, sometimes I love to watch TV. And sometimes when I check in with my body, that seems like what I want to do in that moment. But there are other times when my body is craving screen-free time. I'm just overstimulated from hanging out with a baby all day and like listening to screaming and him running around and stuff. And I just need to like sit in silence or read a book or just 
breathe, get go for a walk, not listen to a podcast, not listen to any type of external input. And my body tells me the answer. Mm-hmm. And it, it is when you like, when, when I, what I've noticed for me is when I really like tap into that and connect with myself, the answer is immediate. I, I know exactly what I'm craving. It's just, it's a really beautiful connection that you can start to form with your physical body when you take that time to listen. I love that. Perfect. I think perfect way to end <laughs> this, this episode. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us this week. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Hey, everyone, it's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind LLC. Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatakesti.com or on Instagram at natashatakesti. We'll see you there.